guys, welcome back to Let's Vibe podcast hosted by Vibe with Aid. In today's episode, I'll be talking about my journey to becoming a vegan. weekend. Today's Saturday for me as I'm recording this. So I think I'm having a great weekend so far and I hope you guys had a great one as well. Thank you so so much for tuning into today's episode. I really appreciate it. Make sure today wherever you're listening from to tag me on Instagram just so I can see what's up and say hello. I do really appreciate you guys deciding to spend an hour with me or so on your Monday or whatever day it may be. Um, Today I'm feeling pretty good. It's Saturday. I don't have a whole lot to do. I just took a sip of my tea. I'm feeling good. I'm waking up slowly but surely. I hope y'all are ready for another week. In today's episode, I'm going to be sharing my journey to becoming plant-based slash vegan. It's really hard to kind of distinguish the names, but we'll talk about that a little bit more. I'll share my background, what I found helpful while transitioning, what I typically eat in a day, and then I'll be answering some of your guys' questions at the end. This was another highly requested topic by the Vibe Tribe, so I'm excited to get into it. But first, if you are new to the podcast, I'm Aid. Nice to meet you. We do a little vibe check at the start of the episode where I just talk about what's been going on in my life. This is my way to check in with you guys because what I post on social media isn't you know, it's my highlight reel. And on my YouTube channel, I'm usually posting informative videos. So you guys don't really know what's going on in my life. So the vibe check is just a good way for me to tell you guys how I'm feeling. It's also a good way for for you to tune into yourself. Because what we'll do is we'll take a couple deep breaths, and then I'll ask a couple of questions. And I'll answer the questions on my end. And then you can think about your questions on your end just to get a real feel for how you're feeling going into this week and what you could do to improve upon it or anything that you might need to change, anything like that. So what we'll do is we'll take three deep breaths and then I'll ask a couple of questions. So we're going to inhale it in and exhale it back out. Inhale again and exhale it back out. Inhale again. Last one, exhale it back out. Love a good, love a good deep breath. (laughs) So how am I feeling today? Do I like this feeling? What could make today better? What could I affirm for myself? What am I grateful for today? And I'll go ahead and answer and you can think about yours now or as you go throughout today. I usually journal some of this stuff as well. So Um, It definitely helps get you in the right mindset as you kind of start your day. Um, So today, 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 like I said, it's Saturday. I'm feeling pretty good. Last night, I had my YouTube live and Instagram live, which was really fun. We made candy. We hung out, asked questions, stuff like that. That's always really good for me to connect with the people that support me as well as my friends that support me and stuff like that. I got all dressed up because I did some TikToks last night. I had a collaborative TikTok I needed to get done. So I was in this like e-girl, rave girl outfit. I was definitely feeling myself. I was feeling pretty good about that. And then um, I went to bed probably around like midnight, almost one. And then I still woke up at like six o'clock. So that was kind of a bummer. 
and I fell asleep maybe for another hour or so. So this tea that I'm drinking is definitely helping me right now. But yeah, overall, we're feeling good. The week went by kind of fast, I feel like, but kind of slow at the same time. It was very strange. Work has kind of been interesting for me because a lot of clients are wrapping up their projects and um, I'm working on internal project stuff, which a lot of that stuff doesn't really have deadlines. And if I don't have a deadline, I don't feel motivated. So going to be figuring out how to make that work in the next couple of weeks of um, some of the stuff that I'm on a project for and stuff. Because it got really slow towards the end of the week and I got very, very unmotivated. It also is going to be cloudy and stormy in Austin for the next week, which is not fun because of the situation we're in. But just taking it day by day, April, the start of April just feels really fresh for me. I don't know what it was towards the end of March. I think I was getting in a very negative, funky headspace with the situation that we're in. And I have decided to kind of do some things that will help me feel a little bit better. So after this week, after my last video that went up on Friday, I'll only be posting to YouTube twice a week, which I think will help so, so much. Um, only having to do two videos a week. And one of those videos is the podcast. So I'm really only going to be doing one video a week. And I think that feels really good. I was just getting very down about my content because it wasn't performing how it normally does because people aren't interested right now. They're sad. Festivals are getting canceled. They're getting postponed and people just aren't that interested and that's okay. I have to just learn how to adapt and it's really exciting to kind of make time for other stuff even if it's just like I have more time to just sit on the couch and do nothing because I don't do that ever. <laughs> like people are binging TV shows and I just still don't have the time to. So we're making some changes, some positive changes that I think have been really helpful for me. I did film a, um, whatchamacallit, a work from home day in my life, which covers kind of like how I've been dealing with all of this stress and anxiety. So if you want to check out that video, it'll be up this Wednesday on April, I believe it's the 8th is that Wednesday. So definitely go check out that episode if you want to kind of get a feel of what a day in my life was. That was supposed to be a different video, but I was like, I'm going to vlog. Like, let's just have a good old vlog of what's going on in my life. I cover my morning routine, nighttime routine, everything like that. This is a long answer for this first question. My caffeine is definitely kicking in. <laughs> what could I do to make what I'm feeling better or is there a need to? I might need a nap later on. We'll see. I have a birthday party to go to at 3 p.m., a virtual birthday party because we're staying at home. My friend Brandon, who's my one of my gay best friends, he um, I've known him since freshman year of college, like the first day of college, honestly. And he was supposed to come this weekend for his birthday. A whole group of people were supposed to come. But obviously that did not happen because we're all at home. And so we're doing a virtual Zoom birthday party. So at 3 p.m. today, I'm going to start drinking, which is very frightening. <laughs> but I am really excited to connect and see my friends and everything. So, But I think I'm going to need a nap at the start of or sometime soon so I can prep myself for that because my friends are crazy. <laughs> Uh, three things I'm grateful for today. So one thing that I have been really grateful for and I've been journaling about it every day is number one, I am grateful for myself. And like if you think about it, when was the last time you were grateful for just yourself, just you as who you are? And I like that was a big moving point for me. Like I am really grateful for me. Like 
I've gotten myself through some shit this year and we've been able to become so self-aware, so self-sufficient and working through and having so many breakthroughs and everything like that. So this week, I really just have been grateful for myself and being able to um, bounce back and being able to recognize my power and everything like that. It sounds so cheesy, but I really am grateful for myself this week. It's been that's been like a really big theme for me is just expressing gratitude towards myself. So Show yourself a little extra love. It goes a long, long way this week if you can. Make it a goal just to find something about yourself that you're grateful for. It doesn't have to be you as a whole, but find something that you're grateful for. For me, it was like, I'm grateful for my strength. I'm grateful for my flexibility, stuff like that. But like this week, I was like, I'm grateful for me. You know what? I do the damn thing, you know? (laughs) Um, Number two, I am grateful. Today's Saturday. I've been working a lot you know, work-wise and vibe with aid-wise. So it's nice to kind of have a day where I'm just recording the podcast today. I might make a couple of TikToks. I'm not too like pressed about it. Um, oh, another thing I forgot to mention is that I started a shuffle challenge this week. So that's been really fun and I can spend today to shuffle a little bit. I'm doing a 30-day shuffle challenge. So that's been really awesome. Um, so yeah, I have the Saturday to just kind of like fuck around, do whatever, and I'm excited about that. <laughs> And then the last thing I'm grateful for, um, I'll, I'll do that. I think I did this last week, actually. Mm, the other thing that I will say I'm grateful for is just like the creative energy that's in the air. And like, I feel like that's so weird to say, but not just me, like I feel really creative, but seeing people that I don't normally see as content creators, actually making content and getting creative is like really inspiring. And I'm really grateful for it. And I don't think it would have happened had it not been for what we're going through. So that's kind of one bright side to everything. But I am really grateful for that because it's really inspiring to see other people step up and bring new ideas to the table, stuff like that. I don't know. I'm just really inspired by that. So let's be grateful for that today. And that is it for this week's vibe check. A little wrap up on that. Um, We're feeling good. We're doing good. Um, This tea is really great for me. So I'm going to take a quick break and we will be right back. just wanted to remind you guys that I do have vibe with eight stickers up on my website. It's on the store page or the merch page. I forgot what I called it, (laughs) but you can get three stickers for the price of $10. If you want to rep your on your hydro flask, your laptop, your phone case, whatever it may be. I really appreciate your guys' support. Even if you can't make that purchase today, don't forget to share this episode with a friend or rate review and subscribe on Apple podcasts. This podcast survives just through word of mouth and everything like that. So I really do appreciate the support and everything. And I love you guys. And I hope you guys have a good rest of your week. Now let's get back into the episode. So as we dive into this conversation about veganism, vegetarian, plant-based, all that kind of stuff, I did want to put a disclaimer right here at the beginning of this conversation that number one, I am not a health professional by any means, so any claims I make 
I am not making any claims, really. I am going based off my personal experience and what I think works best for me. Number two, there are some things that I'm going to talk about when it comes to my diet that I have consulted a physical trainer about. And again, things that I found that works best for me. So some of the stuff I talk about may not work for you. Um, every, every person's body is different. Every person's body metabolizes things differently, has different reactions to it, whatever it may be. So I just want to make it very clear that I have found what works best for me. It may not work well for you. And that's okay. Um, I just want to make that very, very clear. And then the third part to this is that I am not coming at this conversation as a way of telling you that you need to make this drastic change and become a vegetarian or that you need to become plant-based or vegan, whatever it may be. When I decided that I wanted to do this, it was for my own personal reasons. And I would want you guys to find your own personal reasons to become vegan or whatever it may be. I think there is such a stigma surrounding vegans because there are the very passionate ones, right? That are very passionate and vocal about animal rights, sustainability, things like that. And yet that is totally awesome that they are speaking up for this cause and everything like that. However, it can be very off-putting to some people and deter them away. It deterred me away for a little bit but I came to my own reasoning. So if you are interested in becoming vegan or vegetarian, come to it from your own perspective, come to it from your own reasoning. And that is how it's going to stick as a lifestyle. Um, I just want to make it clear that I'm not trying to push this ideology on you. I'm not trying to push anything. I am just speaking purely from my experience and hopes that it will help you as you're transitioning because I've had a very not different way of transitioning, but I just had a different mindset than I think what a lot of people think um, vegans do or vegetarians do when it comes to transitioning and everything. So I hope you guys like the rest of the episode. I am really excited to kind of dig in, just wanted to make a couple things clear. So the next thing I'm going to define are some definitions for people just so you have an idea of when I talk about vegetarian, plant-based, vegan, A lot of people think that all of those are one and the same, but they're really not. So when it comes to being a vegetarian, that is going to be a person who does not eat meat. So chicken, pork, turkey, fish. Um, Sometimes you might have people that are pescatarian who are, uh, they don't eat meat, but they'll eat fish. So when being a vegetarian, it's sometimes uh, for moral, religious, or health reasons. Then you have someone who is plant-based or follows a plant-based diet. Um, This is a way of eating that is based on fruits, vegetables, grains, legumes, nuts, and seeds with few or no animal products. When I was researching this, there are some people that still do consume animal products, but very few um, just for whatever reason that may be. But otherwise, if they don't have animal products, they are still kind of plant-based. Then you have someone who is a vegan, and when you're vegan, that is a person who does not eat or use animal products. So that means uh, dairy, eggs, meat, fish, cheese, (laughs) Um, all of that kind of food they do not eat, but then on top of that, they don't use any animal products. And what that means is that Sometimes your cleaning products or like your hair shampoo conditioner, your makeup might have some animal type products or byproducts within it. 
And so someone that's vegan goes kind of the whole way and makes sure that any product that they are using is vegan. And there are a lot of resources and stuff online that you can look it up um, and kind of figure that out. So I've been saying that I've been vegan because I don't eat cheese, I don't eat eggs, I've cut out dairy, and then I don't eat meat or fish or anything like that. So I thought I was vegan. However, when I posted my what I eat in a week as a vegan, someone told me that because I still haven't done the product, the other products aside from food, that I'm not fully vegan. I'm more of a plant-based diet person, which makes sense. Um, so that's kind of where I have like, oh, I'm vegan, but then it's really I'm plant-based, but it's just kind of easier to say I'm vegan. So that's just some things that I'm still learning and I'll talk about, you know, how I started this journey and where we're starting from. I'm still learning because I just started this journey last year. So I still have some education to do and research on my part. Again, like I was talking about, this is just a conversation about what has worked well for me and my background and everything like that. So now that we have that, let's talk about what got me to this point and my journey to becoming plant-based. So a little bit of background, I am 24 years old. And growing up, I'm an only child as well. So growing up, I did not eat a lot of vegetables. I grew up in a Hispanic household and our diets were pretty comprised of carbs and protein. Um, My mom is a great cook. She makes very great tacos, enchiladas, you know, the whole deal. (laughs) Um, We would make a lot of teriyaki chicken and I wouldn't eat the vegetables. I didn't probably eat a salad until high school. Um, And my parents weren't really forceful about me not eating vegetables like they weren't the type to be like, okay, you can't leave the table until you eat your veggies because they know I would just never leave the table. That's that stubborn Taurus energy in me, am I right? (laughs) So I didn't eat a whole lot of vegetables. I think it was around high school, I had a Caesar salad and I thought it was so healthy. And then going to college where you're kind of put into your um you're left to your own devices and have to kind of figure it out um being in a cafeteria a food hall whatever it may be and figuring out what are the best health choices for you food choices for you I didn't really like pay attention to what I was eating I maybe would have again a Caesar type salad um that would be my dining hall choice alongside a burger and french fries right and then we had Domino's across the street Taco Bell we had everything kind of access for us, Panda Express, you know, I had a really great metabolism growing up is another thing. I didn't play sports, but somehow I was blessed with a beautiful metabolism that I mistreated the crap out of. (laughs) So then by when college came and I was binge eating, binge drinking, all these awful things for me, it caught up to me and I gained a lot of weight. I think at my heaviest point, I was 160 pounds, which I'm 5'4". So I had gained a lot of weight and when summertime came, my shorts didn't fit and I was like so distraught. I was so upset. I just didn't realize it because this all happened after a breakup too. It was my first breakup with my ex, my high school sweetheart, and I just went on a spiral, honestly. And this all this all ties in. So it wasn't until I started my fitness journey in 2016 that I was like, okay, I have to start eating vegetables. I have to do it. (laughs) I have to pull the trigger and start eating some more vegetables. And so I started 
kind of trying different ones each week, figuring out what I liked, didn't like. I would go home and my mom would make it for me and show me how to make it. So I was starting to get comfortable with introducing vegetables into my diet in 2016. So that was only four years ago, which is crazy. When I went to intern in Dallas with Fossil the Watch Company, I was living with my aunt and she was definitely not going to cook for me. So I had to figure out how to meal prep and cook on my own. And I was doing different vegetable medleys, stuff like that. But I was still having meat. I was having chicken or I do like ground turkey bowls, stuff like that. And so probably from 2016 to 2017, I was getting comfortable eating vegetables, getting more used to having them in my diet. But again, I was still binge eating and binge drinking on the weekend. So I wasn't seeing any progress fitness wise, weight wise. You know what I'm saying? It was kind of just balancing out. Also in college, it was 2017, I believe, when What the Health came out on Netflix, which if you guys haven't watched that documentary, that is a big documentary basically about um, kind of the health risks involved with eating meat, as well as it leads to some types of conspiracies of, you know, what are the larger corporations doing to us by having us eat meat what are they doing by hurting animals like stuff like that that really opened my eyes and I very was much like oh my god I need to go vegan I need to stop eating meat and I like started freaking out I went to the grocery store I bought some tofu I think and I bought something else and I just didn't know how to create a well-balanced meal um This was also before I started tracking macros, so I didn't know like what was the right amount of food I needed. I didn't know my portions, anything like that. So I I tried it for a day and I completely failed and I was like, okay, this isn't the right time for me right now because I just don't have this relationship with food where I could completely like solely rely on not having meat. You know what I mean? So... That was college, and then there was a period where I moved to Austin, so twenty, probably 2017 to 2019, two years, I was getting comfortable with my food, I was getting comfortable with counting macros, I was making progress in my fitness journey and everything like that. Um, being vegan, vegetarian, whatever it may be, crossed my mind, however, I still didn't really feel all that comfortable I have a friend, Margaret, who lives in Austin. She's vegetarian. So I would kind of watch what she eats, um, not in like a weird way, like, oh, I was watching her what she eats. I was just kind of like, oh, I wonder what she eats. And so she still ate eggs and she still eats cheese, but she just doesn't eat meat. And so that kind of helped. And then my boss at my work is also vegan and her and her husband, they cut me out cold turkey after watching What the Health, which I thought was super interesting because I'd seen that movie as well. And so they have continued to be vegan. So I was also interested by learning from her. So I still had this interest, but I just still did not feel fully confident or comfortable with it. And then it wasn't until about 2019, I was with my ex, Ryan, and we've had conversations about it before because there was a time we I'll never forget this. It was such an interesting conversation because we never really had a conversation like that before, where we were in a car and the truck next to us on the freeway, we were in traffic, had cows in it. And I just got really sad. And I just felt really big empathy for them because I was still seeing videos of stuff of cows going to slaughterhouses and chickens and pigs. And that was when all that kind of propaganda was coming out. Um, 
talking about these causes and things like that. So I just like got really sad looking out the window and he was like, yeah, it is really sad. And we kind of had a conversation about it. And that was probably in earlier 2019. And then later that year, my ex had watched Blackfish, which is the documentary about SeaWorld on Netflix. And he really just empathized for the animals. And he got very like, um, he's like an animal lover, right? So he was like, how can I be so respectful of these animals? And I love these animals. But then I'm contributing to the problem by eating meat and everything. And I was like, you're totally right. And so after we said that after Lollapalooza, we were going to that music festival, we wanted to try it out and become vegan and see how it works and what it can do and everything like that. Because he also works out a lot too. I work out a lot as well. So we wanted to make sure we could figure it out together. That way we would be making sure we get enough protein, everything like that. So it was August of 2019 that I actually started transitioning. And what I mean by that is that I did not go cold turkey. I didn't cut everything out right away. I wanted to really take my time and make sure that I was making responsible health choices and that it was going to be easier for me to sustain because if I do cold turkey and it doesn't work out, then it'll take me another two or three years to come back to it like it did in college. So by saying the word transitioning, I think allowed me a lot more flexibility and it also kind of got people not on top of me about it because I didn't really tell a lot of people that we were doing this because I was just kind of afraid of what they'd say or I was just afraid to have people then watching my every move because if I wanted to still have, you know, some blueberry cheese from Trader Joe's, I'm going to have some blueberry cheese from Trader Joe's, you know what I mean? and not have people criticize me about it. So by transitioning, that still allowed me that flexibility. And whenever I told people that I was thinking about becoming vegan or vegetarian, no matter what I said, even if it was just like, oh, yeah, we're just doing this, like someone would always combat what I say, like, oh, I can never do that, blah, 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 blah. And I'm like, I don't really care. I'm not like saying I wasn't trying to push anything on you. I wasn't asking you. It's like their natural response is automatically to say, Uh, oh, I can never do that instead of just telling me like, oh, that's awesome. Good for you. You know, that's all you really need to say. Um, So I had like a weird thing about telling people. And we said that we would do vegan during the week and when we ate together. And then if there was like a special occasion where we went out to dinner with a group of people or we were at a festival, we would try our best, but we allowed ourselves that flexibility so that we didn't feel awful or anything like that. Um, and it really worked out, you know, the, on the weekends, my ex and I would try something new. And then if I liked it, then I could just reciprocate that back at home and meal prep that for the week. So it was really nice to have someone to keep me accountable and then someone to um, help me try out new things and things like that. Um, if you're able to do it with someone that you're able to have that accountability factor and make it a fun thing to try out different stuff, that kind of helps out a lot. Um, And I also relied on my trainer as well. So I was seeing a trainer at the time and I told her, hey, I'm thinking about becoming vegan, like, do my macros change at all, anything like that, because a lot of people's concerned is protein. And I'll talk a little bit more about that, like what I eat in a day and how much protein I'm actually getting. 
Um, and so she was also really able to help me out and make sure that I was getting enough protein and she was providing meal plans and everything like that. And so definitely was helpful to rely on other people. And if you are going to dive into this, I would definitely try and find people to rely on resources, stuff like that, so that you can feel comfortable going through this journey. So now we're in 2020. I would say I have been fully transitioned since March 16th. I kind of made it a goal um, since March 16th that I was going to try um, to become fully vegan. So the reason for that is that I went home for a wedding in February and my mom makes an amazing red chili con carne and I put cheese on top and um because again, I was transitioning, I'm allowing myself flexibility when I go home when my mom makes really good food. It's really hard to say no to that. (laughs) And I had cheese and my skin broke out. So when you break out along your chin line, or you break out kind of like above your eyebrow, that's an indication typically of a dairy breakout or like a dairy intolerance or something like that is what I've learned. And my skin was normal. Like I wasn't on my period. I, nothing was co- like my period wasn't coming up or anything like that. So I was like, it had to have been, I introduced meat back into my diet for a day and I introduced cheese back in. And I talked to a couple people and they said cheese definitely could have been linked to that. And I also have eczema. So for those that don't know, eczema is kind of a skin condition that you can't really get rid of. It's brought on by either stress, dryness, um, what else? It's always been kind of stress, it's always been stress or dryness for me. So I get it on in the inside of my elbows and a finger of mine and also behind my neck. I have a little patch of it. And so the one behind my neck is usually from stress or from sweat, um, from like working out and stuff. The one on my finger is usually anxiety or stress related. And then the ones on my elbows, I've realized is typically from eating something. And so there was a period where I wasn't scratching or like I didn't have a breakout. And then literally that next day that I after I ate cheese, I was scratching again. So it's things like that that you start to notice when you don't have things for a while, and then you reintroduce it back into your body. And it kind of causes you to blow or it causes you to break out stuff like that I've really become in tune with especially because of being on my fitness journey I weigh myself every day so if I have something like dairy the next day I'm pretty bloated and I can tell same thing with when I eat meat and I had it in a while because your body gets so used to processing what it's processing that when you put things that you haven't had in a while in your system, it has to do a lot more work to process it. So it's very interesting to recognize those things. So after that, I was like, okay, well, this is my sign. I can't really have cheese anymore. Because uh, if it's especially with my eczema, I've had eczema my whole life. And it all could have been avoided if I stopped eating cheese was so mind boggling to me. And I was like, okay, I have to commit to this change. So I have been fully transitioned since March 16th. Being on this quarantine has definitely helped because I haven't had a need to go out to eat with friends or anything like that. Um, I'm in complete control of what I eat right now, which I think is really good. And even if I want to eat out, or I live in Austin, which is a really great city to be vegan in because we have so many options here. 
So I've been, if I want like a little treat, I can order something on Uber Eats. If I want to, you know, have more not as healthy vegan food, because we have some fast food vegan places, I can definitely just like order online or order through Uber Eats and get it that way. But yeah, it's been going good. I really do enjoy it. Um, Once you kind of get in the habit of it and you know what to eat, it kind of makes the rest of it easy. So that gets into what I eat in a day. So I did post a what I eat in a week on my YouTube channel that you can kind of see how it plays out. So on a typical day, what I eat, just so you guys know, is that I am low carb, low fat and high protein. Like I said, in my disclaimer, I got that from a personal trainer, I've gotten my macros from a personal trainer. And that is just what works best for me. I'm eating around 1200 to 1300 calories, which I know is really low, but that that's just my goals. And I'm not really hungry um, with that because I've learned how to create meals that fill me up and I feel really good about that. Um, and I'm able to still achieve that all while being plant-based. I've still been able to lose weight while being plant-based. I don't know if I've lost the same amount of weight compared to not being plant-based. Um, so I can't really answer to that. We would have had to done like a year long study or something on that, (laughs) but I count my macros to meet my fitness goal I have, which I can definitely get into in another episode for breakfast. I typically have Gardein vegan sausage. I'll have two of those. I absolutely love those sausages. They're so good. There's another brand. I think it's called Hill Country Field Roast Sausage or something like that. Those are also really good. All of two of those with a piece of toast, I'm really um, make sure I get enough fiber. So I have this fiber, double fiber toast that I get from HEB and I'll make a protein smoothie. So I use Blessed Vegan Protein. That's my absolute favorite. A lot of people like the Vega ones and those ones are way too thick for consistency wise and I just don't like them. Um, whereas the blessed vegan protein, the birthday cake and the strawberry milk flavors are my absolute favorite. So I highly, highly recommend those. I usually put two scoops into that protein smoothie. And then, um, for lunch, I've really been loving making zucchini noodle bowls and I'll either do it with beyond ground meat or the beyond sausage. And I'll throw in mushrooms, sun-dried tomatoes, maybe sometimes I'll add in cauliflower gnocchi or bonza chickpea pasta for some extra carbs. um, If I really feel like I need it, however, I'm cutting carbs out. So I kind of keep them very, very low if I do add those in. Then for dinner, I'll have some type of patty, either two buffalo chicken patties, which are fake chicken patties from the Boca brand or a vegan burger patty. And then I'll have Brussels sprouts and broccoli. I'll have a cup of each of those. Um, And that's usually what I eat. And then if I need to have a snack, I just have almonds on hand or like some type of nuts. I have peanut butter. Um, I don't really have any other snacks. Typically, I might have those Lennon Larry's vegan protein cookies sometimes. I don't have the full cookie. I'll just have like a bite of it and then keep it on hand because those are a lot of carbs to have in one sitting. Um, But yeah, a lot of people ask me for snacks. So I'll get to that question um, once we get there. But I don't really snack throughout the day. One thing I learned in my fitness journey is that when I was having three meals and two snacks a day, because someone said that that was a good idea. It wasn't like recommended by my trainer. That's just what was going on in like the fitness world is like, Oh, you need to have two snacks and three meals out of the day, whatever. That was causing me to over to go over in my macros. And so when I was removing that, that meant I had to buff up my 
breakfast or buff up my lunch more. Dinner, I don't really need to eat a whole lot for. I've realized as long as I have a bigger breakfast and a bigger lunch, then I'm typically good um, for the rest of it. And then dinner is usually fine. And then dessert. So sometimes I'll have a little dessert. Um, I like Natamu ice cream, which is dairy-free ice cream. It's so, so good. It's in Austin here, based in Austin here, but they do have them in a couple places around the country. So I definitely recommend you check that out. Um, and like I said, I have a what I eat video on my YouTube channel that you guys can check out. That video also was a different week than what I normally eat because a lot of the grocery stores were out of my vegan stuff. So that one's also really interesting. I definitely got a little bit more creative with my meals that week, but you can definitely go check that out for more info. So yeah, that's basically it. Um, like I said about snacks, it's really hard not to snack during this quarantine so I'm trying to figure out other healthy snacks that I can do. So hopefully I'll be able to try some new stuff out and be able to share with you guys. Um, another thing that I'll also have is if I work out another, if I work out twice in the day. So what I've been doing is having workout in the morning and then shuffle in the afternoon. So sometimes I'll have a protein smoothie after that shuffle session just to um, fill me up a little bit before I make dinner. And that's basically it. So <laughs> I hope that this was helpful in learning a little bit more about my background and everything. And then we can get to your guys' questions as well. So overall, I would say that my reasoning for becoming vegan slash vegetarian slash plant-based, whatever you want to call me, <laughs> it really has been for the animals and it's been for the environment um, was for my main reasoning. I just always have been an animal lover and I just felt really bad always kind of eating it, especially after seeing some of those movies and documentaries and stuff like that. But then also learning that there's a sustainability aspect to it. Like our earth has not been doing well, sis. <laughs> so if there's anything that I can do to help with that, you know, I always kind of feel kind of helpless when there's certain things going on and I'm like, okay, well, what can I be doing on my part? And if it's something like managing my diet better or eating less meat or something, I'm pretty up for it. But then after that, it really became about how my body was responding to what I eat. So noticing when my skin broke out, noticing how my stomach bloats, stuff like that really was like, okay, this just became more like health reasoning for me. And like I said, everyone's different. So you might not notice certain things like that. Or maybe you cut out meat and it didn't work out for you. And that's totally fine too. You can always come at it from a different approach of maybe just reducing your meat intake by one day and having like a meatless Monday or something like that. If going cold turkey doesn't completely work for you, and that's totally fine too. I think there needs to be some sort of level of understanding when it comes to this, or else um, people are just going to be completely turned off by the idea of it. You know what I mean? Okay, so let's get to your guys' questions. Okay, so Instagram deleted those questions. So we are back. It's Sunday now that I'm now finishing off this episode. So I asked you guys on my Instagram to submit your questions. Instagram had deleted them, I think after a certain couple of days. So now we are finally getting to them. So first we have from Spencetacular underscore. What's the best way to start if you don't cook? Um, I'm not too sure because I've always cooked my own meals and everything. I think probably the best way to start is just trying out maybe a, a home delivery type of deal. And what I mean by that is like a HelloFresh box, a Blue Apron. I know HelloFresh has really good vegan meal options, so that could be something good to look into. Um, 
if you don't cook normally, you can try and see if there's other areas um, or other restaurants or services in your area that offer like pre-packaged vegan meals. I know in Austin, we have um, Snap Kitchen and that's like a pre-made meal service that you can pick up um, a couple set of meals and everything like that and they do have vegan options so try and look into ones that make it easier for you to either prep or cook or start seeing if you can make some time to cook and figuring out what you like what you don't like stuff like that I really do like cooking and figuring out different meals and stuff, so I've really enjoyed getting to kind of experiment with a bunch of different things. Tristan period McCracken asked, what are the easiest switches someone can do when starting to transition? I think the first swap I did was not having milk. So swapping out milk for almond milk was probably the easiest switch out of all of them. And then I'm trying to think eggs. I don't really, I didn't really eat too many eggs. So I haven't swapped that out with anything. I've just kind of cut it out and made sure that I still get some uh, protein with my breakfast. Um, cheese is hard. Some of the cheese uh, alternatives are not the best. I like Daya brand and I like a couple other ones. You really just have to try it out. I'd say milk was probably the easiest one for me. And then uh, meat just slowly transitioning to some of the um, meat alternatives and stuff like that is it becomes easier once you try it and you know what you like and everything. So hysteria underscore uh said, what's your favorite and least favorite non-dairy milk? I've only had almond milk to be honest and I've heard really good things about oat milk. I think I might have had oat milk like once or twice. I just throw those into a smoothie so I don't really drink like a cup of those I'll throw those into a smoothie so um from what I've tasted almond milk is probably the ones that I like the most I've had coconut milk but I'm not too much of a coconut person um that's just how I am so I think almond milk overall and then uh I've heard really good things about oat milk my friend Kaylee asked I have a sweet tooth any dessert slash sweets you recommend and make so the only sweets I really have is Nautamu ice cream. Their vegan ice cream is really good. I talked about that. And the Len and Larry's protein cookies are really good as like a sweet. Um, my friend Tori Misho on Instagram has a ton of dessert recipes. Um, protein balls and cookies, brownies, stuff like that. You can definitely make those vegan and be able to still have that sweet tooth and everything. I'm not too much of a sweet tooth person. It's just like every now and then I'll want like some ice cream or something like that. And there's definitely easy ways to go about that. Meg's dead underscore asks, what was your fave non-vegan meal before and what have you found as an alternative to it? Um, probably chicken wings. I freaking love chicken wings, you guys. Um, and this one place in Austin called Beer Plant has cauliflower chicken wings or cauliflower wings, buffalo wings, and they are so good. Oh my gosh. It's like still has the same like breaded consistency of like a boneless buffalo wing. And then like you bite into it and it's really soft and it's just so good. Tacos wasn't really that hard because you can do soy riso is a really good thing. Pizza. I love pizza. So I'll just try and find um, not or dairy free cheese pizza or something like that. They have a lot of that in the frozen aisles or at restaurants. A lot of restaurants are starting to offer um, dairy free cheese and stuff, which I think is awesome. 
Um, the one thing that I have been missing is that my mom made lemon pepper chicken, which was really, really good. And it was like a breaded chicken with lemon pepper seasoning and you would use egg and stuff like that to prepare it. And that's one thing that I haven't figured out yet. I'm not too sure if I would want to do it with tofu or with um, tempeh, seitan. Those three are kind of ones that I don't really experiment too much with. Um, so that's something that I really want to try and figure out how to make and still get that breaded consistency because I miss that meal. So that's something I want to um, try out. Katie Cat 8 said, best way to start weaning off of meat. Um, probably the best way is just, like I said uh, earlier in the episode, even just aiming for having like a meatless Monday or something, or just having one meal a day where you don't eat meat is a good way to start. It's also really good if you start trying the different meat alternatives or you start looking up different recipes, also knowing like what you need in a meal, like your calorie intake, what kind of macros you need, stuff like that really helps to make sure that you're going to get the nutrients that you need um, when you're starting this out. So I would say just start out small and then as you kind of get used to it then and you try different stuff, then you'll really realize that it's a lot easier to transition once you know what to eat and how much to eat and everything like that. So start out slow and then work your way. Kim Kella said, eggs and cheese, do you cut things off all at once or do you take away things little by little? So I have been taking things out little by little. Well, so what I did was that I took out things little by little. I think I started out with just cutting. Uh, I had done almond milk for a while, so that wasn't a big deal. And then um, cutting out, I think next I did eggs and then and meat as well. And then... Um, Cheese took a while because I love cheese. Cheese definitely took a while. But I think once I found out my skin breaks out <laughs> when I have cheese, that definitely was like, okay, I need to not eat cheese. That definitely was able to like establish that connection for me. Um, but I know some people that go complete cold turkey when they decide to go vegan. And then there's me who I was just like, no, I'm going to slowly do it and slowly take things out. And like I said, I allowed myself that flexibility. So start taking out little by little and allow yourself flexibility and grace. And sometimes you're going to accidentally eat meat or sometimes you're going to have um, maybe a processed type of snack and you'll realize, oh, this actually has dairy in it or this has eggs in it. So you have to kind of give yourself that flexibility um, if you're not ready to just do a completely cold turkey. So someone asked, what are some of your favorite swap products? Cheese, meats, dairy. So all the products that I mentioned in my What I Eat in a Day video and what I mentioned like earlier in this podcast episode are some of my favorite swaps. So Beyond Burger, the Beyond brand is really good if you're able to get that at a grocery store. Boca is another really good brand. Gardein has really good stuff. And then what else? Daya is another really good brand that I like for cheese that I found. Um, I'm trying to think other swaps. I also really love Hot Cheetos like so much. Takis are not, Takis I think are vegan. But um, there's this brand called Hip Peas and they have a vegan white cheddar flavor and they are just like a Cheeto, like a Cheeto puff basically. 
And those are so good. That's a good snack. I love that snack. It's like my favorite. I could stock up on bags of those. <laughs> um, I'm trying to think what else. If you like to use honey on some stuff, um, you can't use honey. Honey's not vegan. Um, so like if you put honey in your tea, I'll typically just put stevia instead. I used to put honey in my smoothies. I just don't do that anymore. I think that's all I can really name. Um, I'm a very routine person, you guys, so I don't really change up a whole lot once I find what I like, what I like, you know what I mean? So, um, and then from time to time, like on the weekends, if I see something that I want to try, then I'll try that out. Um, what's your go-to vegan breakfast? So my go-to, like, it's pretty, is the same every single day. I'm so boring, but two pieces of Gardein vegan sausage, a protein smoothie, and then a piece of toast. Sometimes two pieces of toast if I'm really hungry, but that's typically it. Someone asked, how do you budget for healthy groceries during quarantine? Um, to be honest, my budget has gone kind of out of the window during this quarantine. <laughs> I'm not going to lie. Um, I've been very mindful with my spending, but that's because I haven't been doing anything. Um, because I'm not going out, I'm not going out to eat, stuff like that. So, um, I have been purchasing groceries, uh, I purchased up to two weeks. So I'm going to go to the grocery store tomorrow for the first time in two weeks, which will be kind of nice. And I think I'll probably stock up again on two weeks just because it's such a crazy time and I really haven't left my apartment. So I'd like to not leave my apartment as much as possible. So... Um, I don't really have a budget for when it comes to groceries, but I'm very fortunate with the income that I have that I don't have to worry about that stuff and I can um, allow myself to purchase um, the vegan alternatives and stuff like that. Um, and I definitely don't take that for granted. And that question was from Michaela24. Sorry, I forgot to say the names on some of those. Um, from Chris. Kristen, the house, how are you keeping up with plant-based during coronavirus, trying not to go to the store? So like I just said, I, I've been stocking up for two weeks. It was hard the first time I went to the grocery store. I think that was on the 15th or the 16th of March. That was when kind of the panic was kind of starting in Austin and almost all my vegan food was gone. So I had to get a little bit creative um, and just try out new products and stuff like that and still try I tried to find similar products to the ones that I was using before macros wise and So that definitely helped and it got me to try out new things so that if that ever happens again I kind of know where I need to turn to and then I have been freezing some of the vegetables that I would normally use um, Because our freezer section has been completely wiped. So I would like get a bag of broccoli and like zucchini noodles and spinach and then I would put that into freezer bags that way um, I could just freeze them and not have to worry about going to the store because I a lot of my vegan meat alternatives are frozen so I don't have to worry about that it's I just want like fresh vegetables and stuff like that so that's the one thing I've kind of had to sacrifice because I don't want to go to the grocery store every week right now during this crazy time Almost familiar, uh, small easy changes swaps for someone wanting to start eating less meat. Tofu is really great. Um, the Beyond products are really great and they, they taste very similar to meat. Um, I think those ones are really easy um, swaps once you learn how to cook those. I would try going maybe to a restaurant, like a vegan restaurant or something and trying it out that way. Or if you go to like an Asian restaurant getting tofu instead of chicken 
and just trying it. Because if you try it house and see how someone else prepares it, then you kind of know like, oh, I like this or I don't like this. That could be a good way to try it out. Almost Familiar also asks, how to make sure you are getting enough of all your amino acids? So that's probably something I need to be looking into and more aware about. I do take a daily vitamin, a multivitamin for women, and then I take echinacea every day. I also have vitamin D and B12, I believe. Um, but those are just kind of the products that I got recommended if I was going to be vegan and those seem to be working well. So I think I'm good on that. <laughs> I should probably look into that a little bit more. I'm still learning. So we'll see. And then she also asked, do you spend more or less the same on groceries? So I think I spend about the same. My grocery trips have been a little bit pricey, but that's because I've been purchasing like two weeks worth. But then um, I would purchase like trash bags and like other stuff on top of it um like it always seems to happen like I run out of everything all at once or something um but typically I've noticed that they've stayed about the same and then the last question I got from Alex period con 211 was do you feel more tired weak because of different levels of protein intake I actually don't um it's more so the carbs is why I feel tired if I do feel tired because I am doing uh, a calorie deficit and cutting my carbs. So I haven't noticed too much of a difference. I'm getting about, let me pull up my fitness pal and see. My goal is to get 120 grams of protein and I hit that almost every day. Um... Yeah, I hit that almost every day um, when I'm tracking and stuff like that. I think before my I was supposed to get 130 or something, but then my trainer lowered it down. So I haven't noticed too much. And then my energy levels are still I'm pretty energized throughout the day um, unless I didn't sleep well or I'm just exhausted from work or like stuff like that. But I have noticed that my energy levels are still pretty consistent um, compared to when I was eating meat. There was another question that I think got deleted off of here. And I think it was from my friend, um, Baisha, I'm pretty sure submitted this question. Cause I remember seeing that notification coming in, but then I'm not seeing it here. She had asked if I've noticed a difference health wise. So I think this is a good question to end on. And I have noticed that when I do eat meat after not eating it for a while, my stomach does get kind of bloated. I've noticed stuff like that. I've noticed my energy levels are still pretty consistent, I'd say. I haven't noticed too much. I know some people say like, oh my gosh, I have so much more energy. I think I still have about the same amount of energy, but, but that's because I was already eating pretty healthy. I think for people when you um, are eating like crap and then you start to eat healthy, you'll notice a big difference in your energy levels regardless if you're vegan or not. But that's something that a lot of people do notice. Like I talked about with my skin, my skin has definitely been improved since I cut stuff out. Like I said, when I had cheese, when I had meat, I had skin breakouts, I have eczema and being vegan, I don't have that. Um, and again, like I've mentioned, this is just based on my me and my experience. I know everyone's bodies are different and everyone's bodies process things differently. But if you want to just take a week and try and test it out and see what you notice. Um, and then if you do go back to eating meat, seeing what the difference is and stuff like that. Um, 
this isn't like a permanent thing, right? So you have the power to kind of test out different stuff, experiment with this stuff. It's your life and what you want to do with it. So just see what you can do and see if it um, improves your health or anything like that. I know for some people who do go plant-based or vegan, they do see some changes. And then there's other people who don't really see that many changes and they actually do have some health complications. And so they do have to go back to eating meat. Um, there's different cases for everybody and there is no right or wrong way to go about it, if you know what I mean. So just go easy on yourself when you're going throughout this process, if you are going to go through it. Um, and don't be afraid to try out new things. Um, get a little experimental like I talked about. And yeah, so I think that was a really good question to end on. And I hope you guys really liked this episode. I hope it was helpful in some way. Um, like I said, I'm not preaching to switch to veganism and everything like that. I'm just sharing my experience and what I found has worked best for me. And I hope that this was helpful for you guys if you guys are interested in making a lifestyle change like this. So let me know how you guys like this episode. I am so glad I got to do this and share this experience because I know a lot of you guys have been asking questions on it. So be sure to tag me on Instagram where you're listening from today. As always, you can send any feedback, comments, questions, anything like that, any topic ideas or guests you want me to have on the show um, by emailing uh, by emailing let's vibe podcast at vibewith8.com. I will have my first guest next week, you guys, so get excited for that episode. I hope you guys have an awesome week, and I will talk to you guys in the next one. Bye. Oh, 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 oh,